PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. Chris Crespo Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to his shit. Welcome to Cinema Crespo Tiso. Hey, thank you, Drake. We appreciate it. Welcome to Cinema Crespo Tiso. I'm your host, Chris Crespo, chilling in the Crespo Tiso studio with Drew Stacogra and Drew. How you doing? Chilling, man. Did you know that the current threat level is gold? It is. Current threat level is gold. What does that mean? It means manage your expectations for life. Mm, done that already. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. Remanage them. Then. Okay. Readjust. Got gotcha. you. Gotcha. Readjust gotcha. expectations. Gotcha. gotcha. Because it's always a never changing thing. Like, and it's a pain in the ass. Ladies and gentlemen, with us again, Steve Etchie. How you doing, buddy? Hey, hey, hey. How you doing, friend? I'm doing awesome. I, yeah, how you feeling after the beer fest yesterday? I am surprised. I'm feeling well. Oh, good. Did you hydrate properly? Is that why? Were you drinking with waters? Beer. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's called a, uh, 17th century. No, 18th century hydration. Yes. I had. I had no water. No water. All yeah. beer. Uh, with us, first time guest, the co host of Orlando's newest number one podcast for chewing on microphones. If you're an ASMR fan, you're going to love this one. Lots of crunching crackers right into mics. Uh, it's fun, ladies and gentlemen. I was on the show. Steve was on the show. Can't wait for people to hear the episode. Co host of the show, I'm talking about dinner and good conversation, and the co host. Didi Vazaborski, yay! Hello. How you doing, Didi? I'm good. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you so much for uh, for hanging out. Dinner and good conversation. It's you and your man Pete. Yes. Uh, PVT, wherever he is out there, somewhere in, in the ether. He's there in the studio. <laughs> Chill in the corner, ladies and gentlemen. He's hovering. We love, we love the Pete. studio. Uh, host of Scotch and Good Conversation, Dinner and Good Conversation, Dota Spinoff Podcast, a new podcast yes. where you get delicious foods provided by, uh, what were some of the sponsors that you use? Well, Christy Carlucci from Osprey Tavern came and brought us some delicious, uh, she's the pastry, uh, Manager, yes. connoisseur, mm-hmm. expert goddess at Osprey Tavern, yes. and she brought us a variety of things. Oh, um, yeah, it was lovely. You amazing. weren't there for that one. No, we had a uh, delicious old Steve and I. Yep. Because uh, uh, we have no significant others, so we have to. We are, <laughs> you had well, to at least see, this one's divorced, at least. You, you guys brought each other. We, so we brought each other. Yeah. Uh, delicious charcuterie board mm-hmm. with the meats and cheeses. Yes. And nuts. From La Femme du Fromage. From at uh, the East End Market. Yes. Uh, oh, so good. So good. They do those Fridays uh, grilled cheese beer pairings. Oh, man, that's delicious stuff. And where's the wine from? The wine is from Digress Wine in College Park. Oh, in College Park. Uh, yeah. Aren't they doing their like a one year anniversary already? Something like that? They Or they just did just it. Just had it. Man, yeah. That's that, I can't believe a year went by Good for them. so quickly. It always Good. does. It isn't weird how that happens. It's, yeah. It's funny how that time it uh 
it goes. It just keeps going. Moves forward. It uh, flies, as they say. Uh, especially when you're drinking. Mm. Time flies when you're having fun, or drink. if you're not having fun, and we're it eating just food. Flies. It just flies. We had a what? We did steak and potatoes that day, I believe. Uh, it was to accommodate Steve's. Yes. Limited palate. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And even then, so chicken nugget mac and cheesy. You That's know? why. But as See, soon even as you then, it was like, oh, crackers. Oh, oh as soon as you mentioned the charcuterie board, though, I was like, I was yeah, like, we had a little mm. steak. Yeah, we had a little steak mm-hmm. that night. That's what you were talking about. Yeah. Yes. We had a little steak and a lot of wine. And we had a Mexican cookie. Remember? That was delicious. Mexican Independence Day cookie. Oh my! From uh, was that from Gideon's? Sure. It's a cookie yeah, of freedom. I, remember. I just remember it was delicious. And yes, it was, it was. And a bit spicy, a little bit of cayenne yeah. pepper. Uh, oh mm-hmm. my god, that was <laughs> it sounded like you said Kanye pepper. <laughs> it was. It, it's, uh, it's that new super hot, super crazy pepper. <laughs> it is. It'll make bipolar you, pepper. It'll, it'll make you happy one second and sad the next. It's like, oh, this pepper. Make you love this. Trump one second. And yes. Make you hate him the next. I don't know about oh, no. I don't know about hate him. Just makes you love Trump. Just makes you love Trump and then feel like I still love him. I feel betrayed. This pepper was so much better years ago. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like a decade ago, it was great. Yeah, it's a we- yeah. Okay, it's a weird pepper. We don't like this pepper. We used to like it, but now we don't like it anymore. Some of us never liked the pepper to begin with. Yeah, that's true. I, it takes I, way I too liked long College people, Dropout. Like Speaking the, of Kanye Pepper, yes. I, I the, really the, his enjoyed. first two albums were good. They it, were fun. It, it, that was the it first was before bite. Before he got <laughs> stupid silly. It's a misunderstood Pepper. Obviously, <laughs> you know that there are mental issues at work. But oh I mean, yeah, he is also an artist. Too. Well, I mean, he, he married a Kardashian, so the least controversial thing he's. That's done. the bitter bite. That's the, the Kardashian factor is the least, the yeah, most sane factor. It is. The I mean, really, it's I the think she thing. keeps his and maintains his sanity. It's a business. I'm not defending the Kardashians. No, no, neither but, am I. But I mean, if I could marry into a, a multi-million-dollar family, yeah, please do. Yeah, where do, where do I sign up? Especially in California, you know how weak those uh, divorce rules are. What are you tapping over here? You tap, tap, tapping away. Yeah, this guy over here is fucking playing the drums. Um, let's do some movie reviews. We didn't see any movies this weekend, Drew. No, no, we did not. We did not. Uh, I, had, I had life things that came up. Drew had life things that prevented him from going to the movie theater. And uh, you know what? So this weekend was Fantastic Beasts. Can you pull up the Rotten Tomatoes, please? Yes. Fantastic Sorry, Beasts: colon, Crimes of Grindel. Grindel- Grindelwald? Fantastic Bees, the Grindelwald. Crimes of, yeah, the Crimes of Grindelwald. Are you supposed to put a little bit of German on that thing? Give it a Grind- Grindelwald. Grindelwald. Yeah, maybe. Is this a prequel to Harry Potter? The, yes. This whole series is. Yes, yes. because I'm yes. going to see this uh, the day after Thanksgiving. I was invited by family, friends. Okay. And um, I but, have not seen it. I want to see the first one. You haven't even yes. seen the last one. But have you seen all the other Harry Potters? Yes, I've actually, okay. I finished the Harry Potter series. Oh, a little yeah. late bloomer in life. But uh, you're, uh, So you're a fan of them, though? Because I feel like these Fantastic Beasts movies are for the fans. I hope I enjoy them. I like the whole concept, you like them, but yeah. it's the... Prequel. It just to Harry I think all prequels are just for the fans. Not necessarily. Really. No. A prequel could open something up to be like it's something. It's about something totally different. It could, but or I think when they go to vibe. make it though, like that's what they're con. You know what I mean? Like that. Like whenever you make a prequel, yeah. Even if it turns out to be a you know a big deal that everybody likes, mm-hmm. the whole point in the first place was when you look at the numbers on whether you should make it or not. Mm-hmm. You're looking at the fan base. You're not looking. You are at looking at the else. fan base, but at one point, are you making movies just for the fans? At one point, are you trying to make a movie to make your fan base bigger and to draw more people? in yeah probably a little bit of both so, and it makes a whole I feel well-rounded like, I feel like a title gives you a lot of information when you're calling your movie Fantastic Beasts The Crimes of Grindelwald it's like what do, what do half of these words even mean in context of this title it's like I don't gotta be a nerd to understand but, but, it yeah you, well, I think you just have to be you have to be really in it and I fell out of it around I don't know the order of the something Phoenix. I mean I saw I watched all I the Harry Potter movies the only one I remember is the one with Sirius Black 
Prisoner of Azkaban. I remember yes. that one, and I uh, and I kind of remember the last one only because the final fight was so battle. anticlimactic. That's the big thing. Yeah. Apparently, the big battle was uh, just a couple of wizard. It was, it was pretty lame. And then, and then yeah. dead. I never saw it. I, never I like the bus in Prisoner of Azkaban. The really yeah. tall. Ah, uh, yes, with the uh, with the shrunken is it, head. Is it a triple decker? Something like that. It's oh really tall. It may be the two fun. stories are just really tall. Yeah, and then they have like a sort of replica of it at Universal Studios, but it's not Do that they? big at Universal. It's so, I mean, you don't want to fall had, over and crush people. Ray Fiennes had no nose. <laughs> You'll have no nose. The whole movie's <laughs> Correct. No that is true. What's the Rotten Tomato score for this movie? It's 57%. Oh, that's not really that good. For the second For a Fantastic one? Beast, yeah, for yeah. a second one. Aww. I think that makes it the lowest rated Harry Potter movie. Average rating 6.3. Oh, 6, Fan- 6.3. Fantastic Beast colon The Crimes of Grindelwald has glimmers of the magic familiar to Harry Potter fans, but the story spell isn't quite as strong as earlier installments. Interesting. The other new movie that came out this weekend was Overlord, mm-hmm. this uh, World War II zombie movie. 81%. 81%. Much better score, but what's the average rating? 6.6. So the average rating is barely better than Fantastic Beasts. Yep. But the Rotten Tomatoes score is like 30 points better. Yes. All right, let's see. Is Rotten Tomatoes like a very trustworthy... You gotta so, know how to use it. Yeah, you, ha- you yeah. have to know what the numbers mean. This is actually a great indication of yeah. how the numbers can screw you up. So we have one movie that's at 57%. Mm-hmm. Another one that's at 81. 81. So if you look at those two, which one that sounds like the much better movie? The one that's at 81%. Right. But they both have the same. I know edition. They both have (laughs) about the same average rating. The average rating of 1.6 versus 6.2. Yeah. So they're both over 6 out of 10 average rating. So, all right, here's how Rotten Tomatoes works, right? Uh, That score, that Rotten Tomatoes score, it's just a plus minus, positive, negative. So if I have 10 reviews and none of those reviews are like, yeah, this movie's okay. It has, 90, it has a 90% score. It's got a 90% score, even though nine of the ten reviews are only like mildly positive. As long as they're positive. As long as it's positive, then that's in the plus column, and then that gives it a 90% uh, Rotten Tomatoes score. So Rotten Tomatoes is using previous reviews? They're not... Yeah, it's, 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 aggreg- it's an aggregate site. It's aggregating oh. all reviews. So uh, not only reviews from professional critics who still manage to write for publications, there's only a few dozen of those left, uh, but then you know any average schmuck who uh, writes uh, for a website and they can get... Uh, submitted to them so there's like hundreds of, yeah. of critics on there so you actually kind of have to comb through well that. and here's the thing Fantastic Beasts is also so it's 6.3 out of 10 it's only 42 reviews Overlord 6.6 but it's got 104 reviews mm. so I wonder why there's so few reviews for spectrum. Fantastic Beasts that's interesting yeah so that's another thing too yeah the more yeah. reviews you get the better idea you get of the overall more consensus. legitimacy yes, of the exactly. review so I find it interesting that Overlord very much higher Rotten Tomato score, but still the average ratings are eh, pretty pretty similar there. Uh, Overlord, maybe I'll end up seeing that one. I guess on. I mean, I just want to see uh, Wyatt, mm. Wyatt Russell kill some zombies. Wyatt Russell, son of Kurt. So that's cool. Second mm. generation, and then we have um, uh, a preponderance of physical uh, practical effects in this movie. Oh, yeah. I've been reading, yeah, yeah. so. I'm into that kind of stuff. Oh, it's like CG thing, so there you go. Um, now, the movie I did see this weekend was on Netflix, and it's a documentary that I think people should check out. Do Fantastic Beasts doesn't come out until next week. Mm-hmm. The but, day after Thanksgiving? Yeah. No, the 16th. Oh. No, no it's out now. What are you talking about? Mm. No, not according to IMDb. IMDb is incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> well, and not according to Rotten Tomatoes either, because it has a want-to-see score. It doesn't have any audience score. Well, I mean, it's made monies. Did it? Let me see. I didn't even know there was a want-to-see score. No, it didn't. 
It's not, it's not out. That's it's a cool like, score. I like the idea of that. Yeah. Like, you can see how excited people are Very before they see the movie. No, see, I, don't, I actually don't trust it. that score. I, Chris, actually trust, I actually trust that score. Okay, I actually trust that score even less because it's just like. Oh, I didn't say I trust just it. I wanted to see. It's like anyone can want to see something. I just said there plus, 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 plus. Yeah. I don't know who these Who are these people? I don't trust these people. <laughs> yeah, um, no, the movie that came out was the. That's why we forgot about it because no, no one even saw it. And the girl was in the girl, the, the, the girl in the spider's web bombed. Actually, exactly, exactly. The full title is great. Anything. What's a, there's a full the title? full title: "The Girl in the Spider's Web: Colon A New Dragon Tattoo that, Story." That's not the title. Where are you see that? That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the, the title. Box Office Mojo. It looked interesting. I didn't see the girl with the uh, tattoo though. Uh, oh well, then why would anyone even see this one? If, if, I, I don't know. Oh, yeah, it's no, the like, girl, the girl in the spider's web, a new dragon tattoo story. A new dragon. The tattoo. title alone is what just a, what a so terrible, yeah, terrible title. They didn't even need to say that because I haven't even seen the movie, and when I saw that movie come out, just the name of the like, like the way the title works, it sounds like I immediately associated it with with the dragon tattoo. Exactly, the girl, and I the, the and girl. I haven't even seen the movie. I'm associating with it, so they did a good job of associating with it. So but shut he, up, don't use it. But you know what's weird? Yeah, the the subtitle of the a new, subtitle, yeah, a new grammatically appropriate, but it's yeah. terrible. It's horrible. It's a mouthful. Um, and apparently, I didn't even notice because I don't really follow the girl in the that that, that series. Mm-hmm. This movie is based on a book that is a fourth book in a series. The original trilogy, they made the first movie, David Fincher, mm-hmm. then they skipped over the other two movies, wrote a fourth book, made this movie out of that fourth book, written by someone that's not even the original writer so of the original trilogy. Me. Isn't that weird? It seems weird you you just jump over stuff. Unless, like, the second and the third was, like, it's a purposeful, really terrible. It's a purposeful, like, reboot, restart of this franchise that didn't even get off the ground with the one movie. Yeah. And then 8 million? Terrible. And then reviewed poorly like 60% 50% not that well 40% 30% what was around 20% well the book was much 43. better I just like saying the book was better I didn't book read always, it book is always yeah, better book 43% 43% average on. reading 5.2 consensus says book was better uh, it distills the action elements of its source material for a less complex it's still reasonably effective franchise oh reasonably effective yeah but who cares but who needs reasonably effective when, I'll, I'll when catch you, you on want the amazing right Meanwhile, the Grinch made like sixty million dollars. I want to see Lakeith Stanfield blows people up with a weird ass sniper rifle. Well, would you want to listen to Benedict Cumberbatch do an American accent as the Grinch? Maybe you got sixty million dollars worth of people. Yeah, they did sixty six actually. Sixty six million dollars. What's wrong? Wait, it's already out. Came out this weekend. Came out this weekend. Doctor Seuss is the Grinch. That seems very early. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> what, they're what setting you, us what, what are you Christmas talking about well, Chris, Christmas, Christmas is officially begun Halloween is over I agree okay. with that when but did Christmas start getting so early was I, it in 2008 when it, there was the yeah, recession yeah. okay that's what I thought because uh, I was happened. walking through Target and I'm like yeah. it's full of Christmas shit yeah, we, I'm we, like when we, did this start I, I love we, it we completely oh, glaze over I Thanksgiving do, now but yeah, it's just a mm. bl- it's two, only thing two of that you can put up is Nightmare Before Christmas. But I mean, movie-wise, though, you want to release it when it's closer because people are even more excited about Christmas sense. as you. Right now, there's too big of a population that is making fun of the fact and loathes the fact that there's Christmas shit going on right now. But there's also a, Steve, there's also a lack Steve. now of Christmas movies. Not Christmas movies. There's a lack right now of family movies and kids movies. And then Christmas is packed with movies already. Steve, so this movie made $66 million the opening weekend. Mm-hmm. You're wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a successful opening weekend, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. for the Grinch. I mean, so, who need who asked for a new nobody. Grinch movie? I'd rather just watch the original OG made for TV 
Uh, with the guy who does the well, with Jim the Carrey, whole thing the, like this. The one with Jim Carrey was good. Incorrect. Um, <laughs> I agree with Chris on that yeah, one. Yeah, incorrect. That's incorrect. Objectively yeah. incorrect. <laughs> yeah, just watch the OG one, the, the animation. Which probably doesn't cool. come out until the day after Thanksgiving. Yes. Or even On like late. CBS, yeah. which is a network for old people. See, that makes so, sense to release the movie then. Thank you, things. CBS. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then that one, I'm, your time period, they got, uh, they're jumping the holiday season by like two or three weeks to make that extra money. And then right around Christmas, like, I don't know, four or five movies come out Christmas weekend. Oh, yeah. it, it's brutal how much comes out Christmas. It's dumb, actually, how like all these shows like, we'll just put all our stuff out around the same time. We'll put out Mary Poppins, Bumblebee, uh, what are all the big movies I'm within a week I'm excited to see Mary Poppins. It looks good. Looks surprisingly. I haven't good. seen it yet. I mean, I mean the, the, the trailer. The, yeah, I saw the trailer in front of um, uh, not Suspiria. Jim Krasinski's really wife uh, in real life is yeah. Mary Pops- Poppins. Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. Em- em- Emily Blunt. Yes. She doesn't kill any aliens in this one. Do we? Emily Blunt or do is any awesome. That would be funny. If be there's cool. a Mary Poppins character. It'd be great if aliens. they walked in on Mary Poppins like one morning. The kids wake up. They she's open the door. Death. No, yeah. she's just like doing push-ups, all sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she's like, oh, God, be outside in a minute, children. <laughs> the birds coming in and, and dress her. Um, so I saw a documentary on Netflix called They'll Love Me When I'm Dead. Long title, but it's a good mm. one. It's about Orson Welles. And the, the last movie of his career, The Other Side of the Wind, which he shot for like almost 10 years. And then due to um, like his uh, fight with the producers and insurance companies, the movie was taken away from him. And he didn't have the rights to release it. And he couldn't put it out. And he died... Uh, late 80s with his final movie being unreleased and it became just like decades long legend the Orson Welles film that never got finished and in the last couple of years some people found the footage they found his notes they kickstarted a GoFundMe and they got the money together to finish the movie so the other side of the wind is now available on Netflix okay. for people Nin- to see 91% Chris 91% wow. how much of that is people just being like well it's an Orson Welles movie I gotta see well it. it's only 30 I have to say I like it only 35 reviews only 35 so, reviews okay. average rating 7.6 those are the cineasts uh, but 89% audience score as well hmm. so those are the nerdos yeah. who are chiming in um, I had not seen it yet the other side of the wind I plan to most likely be part of my hundo but I did see they'll love me when I'm dead so it's uh, it follows him. First off, it's like the first five minutes covers a lot of Orson Welles's career, so it's like clip notes about who Orson Welles is. If you yeah. didn't know, yeah. So it's pretty cool that it's like we're not going to spend a lot of time on Citizen Kane. Like you get it, yeah. You know what Citizen Kane is. We're assuming you do. Mm-hmm. So here's just him trying to make his final movie. Citizen Kane literally here's him as a giant robot planet. Citizen Kane they literally never, made me purposely really? not pay attention to anything else he ever did. Really, they they, they didn't even touch on Omicron. No reason for anyone to touch on Omicron. Why would you stop paying attention after Citizen Kane? It's the worst movie of all time. Okay, that's. I a, know somebody who would opinion. agree with you one hundred percent. that's an absurd. It's an absurd opinion. Much. It's an absurd opinion. No, no, no. Here's no. the thing. No, no, no. I'll it's, shut. You, I'm going to shut you down right now because we have limited time. It's revolutionary, <laughs> but it's not good. Which is like Avatar. Okay, you no. can compare it to Avatar. The Avatar, effects were amazing. Avatar is also, and new Avatar and, is also a perfectly. Fine film. It's not great, but yeah, it's it had not a better plot. It had a better, much better plot than, than the, the, the plot, Kane did. The plot points are fine. The script is fine. Is it a boring movie? Yes, I'm not going to argue. The, neither either Citizen Kane and Avatar are both boring movies. Uh, I would not revisit them because there's no, no need to. But they are both in their own ways technological yes. achievements. And to say that they're bad is absurd. To say you don't like it is fine. That's fine. You could say all day about I don't like this movie. It's one of my least I think favorite the, movies. The script is terrible. Everything about it is <laughs> that's terrible. In, that's incorrect. 
That's that's patently incorrect. You can say you don't like it, but to say it's terrible is wrong. Why? Because it's wrong. It's fine. I'll, I can show you a thousand terrible movies. Would you like to go over the works of Dr. Uwe Boll? Do you know what a terrible script really is? Like, the script is fine. Have it, you ever seen Geely? Have you ever seen Geely? Like, no. it's, it's a perfect three-act structure. The, 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 it makes sense. It ma- The movie makes sense. It's fine. You cannot like it, but to say it's terrible is literally dumb. What? Yes. I can't say a movie is terrible. You can say you don't like it. But they're both opinions. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. To say it's terrible implies that it's but poorly it's made. His opinion is saying that it's a poorly made film. Poorly written. Poorly written, yes. Yeah. Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. So you're saying what you're saying like for example, bad. for example, Gone with the Wind. I hate Gone with the Wind. It's so a, do I. I think Gone with the Wind is a garbage film politically. When, when garbage, did they finally stop doing it every year? Like, you know, they, yes, mean, TV, like yes, on yes. the dot yeah, every old, year. Old Southerner, white man, Ted what Turner played Gone with the Wind every year. Every year. Huh? What holidays. time of year? It was... I, I would you was it holidays? That? I don't even remember. Because it was put I've on. I've never by, seen the whole film. It's a, it's a it's a story by white Southerners, uh, put on a network run by a white Southerner, Ted Turner. When I, did they stop doing it? When Ted Turner was out over there, uh, Gone with the Wind is in, an amazingly made film. It's gorgeous. Yeah, the matte paintings are amazing. Same uh, thing with Citizen the, Kane. They, they did all, a great technical job, and the, the acting is great. It's written very well. That's I don't why know about it the lasts. acting, but yeah, the acting, for the time period, it's fine. For the time period, yes. Uh, it's written very, very well. But I hate the story. I yeah. hate it. When I don't she's think like I'll never be hungry again, and uh, yeah. with the carrots and all that. Like fuck you, lady, a racist <laughs> old bitch. Yeah, you have to get by without slaves now. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck this movie. You don't to be fair, to be fair, acting wasn't invented yet. It's a perfectly fine movie, though. Perfectly. In the terms of technical achievement, it's fine. So for me to say that it is a bad movie is wrong, but to say that I don't like it because it's garbage is different. Okay, well, I don't like Citizen Kane because it's garbage. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> How is that different than it's terrible? Because it's not, it's not a terribly made movie. You're talking about, because you're talking about you the way it's made. Because you prefaced it by, I don't like. It's all, not yeah, making look, listen, it's all about you. Because you're saying it's terribly written, and you're, you're talking about the mechanics of the film. No, the mechanics were revolutionary and amazing and it, for its what, time. The mechanics includes the writing. No, no, it doesn't. It's, it's, it, it does. it's direction. The movie starts with the script. No, I no, but I mean like the direction of it and how they shot things. You're so wrong about things sometimes. It's hysterical. <laughs> it's hysterical sometimes. Um, it's a good documentary, though. It's a very good documentary. I'm and seething. I recommend people watch it before. If they're, it. if they're interested in the Orson Welles movie, I recommend watching the documentary first because it explains what the movie is. I think The documentary people, is way more interesting than the film. That's actually very possible. Thank I you. I haven't seen... I'm talking about the movie Other Side of the Wind, not Citizen Kane. Oh, okay, because they did it behind the scenes of Citizen Kane, too. I haven't seen that. It's actually really interesting, like sure where the script comes from, comes from, and all that kind of stuff. And like, I thought like, you hated the script. Why do you even give a shit about the script? Written by I'm talking about the making up. Make, the making up was amazing. A making up, <laughs> like on the DVD or an actual documentary, uh, like a documentary where they, like the whole thing where they explain, like a. Uh, uh, like uh, how the the billionaire that he talks about, well, millionaire at that time. Well, William like, Randolph first. Yeah, and, and how uh, he, they tried to force he tried to force it out of theaters because he didn't like the fact that he was basically being mocked in the oh, film. Oh, sure, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. there's a whole thing behind that that's just fascinating as hell. The actual politics of the movie, of the movie, and it's cultural. Yeah, yeah. Sure. The politics was other. better than the movie. How often does that happen? Often. But the execution of it was <laughs> very, very often. Can I introduce nice. you to yeah. a movie called Argo? <laughs> Go <laughs> fuck yourself, Chris. Hey, you know it's a fine movie. That's all right. It Never won, saw it. It won. It won uh, best picture. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. But not best director. That went to um, some Spaniard. Um, 
So they'll, yeah, seriously, I think it was maybe the the Babel guy. They'll love me when I'm dead. Pretty good. Check it out on Netflix. Uh, but otherwise, what you're watching, I've been watching some other stuff. There's a series on uh, Amazon called Homecoming. Um, everyone has Amazon. I've been meaning Amazon to. Prime. We do. I've been yeah. meaning to watch that. I, I I saw that. I was interested. I think this one is worth it. Um, are you watching at all, Mr. Robot? Anyone, Mr. Robot? I no. I watched no. a couple seasons. I know you've uh, kind yeah. Of dropped well, out we of talked it, about though. that. We've yeah, yeah. Times. I have not caught up on season three yet. Um, it sounds like something on the Adult Swim network. It's no, not. No, 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 no. It's way more, crazier than that. More, more adults. Crazier than the Adult Swim Network. Not crazier. Well, just more meta. More, more meta. More, more, more sci-fi. Let's say more good. More, yeah. Definitely say more good. There's more, <laughs> more good. There's more quality control going on <laughs> than all they have. There's a whole lot more goodness. Um, Homecoming is, I think it's about eight episodes, maybe 10, 30 minute episodes, which is great. I like that. Yes. Yeah. Shorter You're episodes. Speaking please. my language. Thank you already. Uh, starring Julia Roberts. And really? it's uh, yeah. two time periods. Uh, one during when she's working in some program called Homecoming that's for. Uh, soldiers coming back from uh, overseas and trying to readjust them to civilian life. And then it, that is juxtaposed with four years later, um, an insurance claim guy or whatever, a complaint dude from the DOD going through the case and trying to figure out, oh, we got a complaint. We're seeing if it has any validity, blah, blah, blah. So it's kind of a puzzle box series. Like, what is this program? What's it about? We are being, information is being withheld from us. And, so this uh, is an Amazon series? It's an Amazon series. That sounds like they're really... Stomping there, it, like trying to compete with Netflix. For here. real, they like really are really, super hard. Uh, yeah, good initiation. And I think the fact that they got the Mr. Robot guy is a big deal because he's a very um, distinct... Uh, hot commodity. Yes, he is a hot commodity and a very distinct uh, creator at this time. Like, Mr. Robot has a very distinct style. And if you like Mr. Robot, the reason why I brought that up, I think you would like this show. Even though it's about a totally different thing, it has some of the same actors, a lot of the really? same, uh, even like the title cards and the use of music and stuff. And, and they're both cerebral. Yeah, it's very cerebral to make you think. It's good. It's really good. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. So I'm homecoming. I'm watching that. Also, I'm rewatching. You know what? I've seen all the Bond movies, but I haven't seen them in order. I'm watching the Bond movies in order because they got them, most of them up on Hulu. Uh, so I've watched, uh, and I even have to write them down because I can't. They're all on Hulu. I think most of them, all the Connery ones, up through Brosnan. Okay. I think uh, the Daniel Craig ones are not. But yeah. so this is something I'd like to play in the background. Yeah, yeah that's it, what I was going to say. If you've seen them already, you could just play them in the yes, background. Yes, exactly. Even if you haven't, like, I, I would love the idea of yes. if you haven't seen a certain Bond, but like, it's like a very far past one. Mm-hmm. You can kind of throw that up and. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. I mean, uh, that's why I've been doing that. I've also, it's not like I've been watching them straight through. Like, so I put on Dr. No and I watched like the first hour. Then I shut off and went to bed. Then the next day I finished it and then I put on uh, From Russia with Love that's and I watched like half an hour of that. And then today I watched like the first hour or so of uh, the third movie, Goldfinger. 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 So far yeah. the best score of the first three. And it's interesting then watching them in this order because I've never watched them in order, but I've seen them all. I saw a James Bond movie at the theater and I fell asleep. I was front See, row tickets. So, we won so, tickets and I fell asleep in the front them, row. Some of them can be so How boring. embarrassing. They can be so boring. No, though. but I mean, this I love was Gold the one with Tina, Tina Turner did the score in it. Uh, um, I mean, this is like... So I'm that's uh, one of the Roger Moore ones? Yeah. I think, yeah, those are boring as F. Are they? Yes. Okay, so it wasn't just me? No, I was just really so, tired. No, I had a long day at Kinko's. It is interesting watching <laughs> and seeing uh, which ones are good or not. Um, it's fun though seeing like there's no Q in the first one. Q doesn't pop up until the second movie, but then they don't go to his lab until the third movie. The Aston Martin doesn't pop up until the third movie. It's funny seeing how all oh, the way the Progresses. things... Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, it was, it was a big deal, slightly. too, when they when they did Goldeneye. They had never done a BMW before. 
interesting, really. That's yeah. when they went to BMW because up until that point, it was then Aston Martin from the third yeah. movie, I guess, up until the first Brosnan. Uh-huh. The yep. first two are Bentleys. And what's funny about that, though, too, is like that, that BMW, well, at first, like, uh, it wasn't on sale yet. Like, it, you know, they wanted that in a movie with mm. nobody could get it yet or whatever, you know? Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, But it's that something, there's a Z in it or something, you know, it's that really small BMW. It's the cheapest BMW <laughs> really? that there is. Really? Yeah. I mean, it it still it looks really they, cool because they knew but, they were gonna trash it. So like, we need to drive faster. We need that be cheap more BMW. Yeah. Maybe it was a part of an initiative so that we we're gonna advertise this to people to make it. Like, I think they just want to sell the car. Mm-hmm. The consumer uh, version, the prosumer version. Oh, and it worked. When I, I mean, I was only a kid, but like when we would, you know, I'd be like in the car, my parents would be driving or whatever, yeah. and I'd look out the window and I'd see that BMW. I'm like, oh, a Bond's BMW. It's a James Bond car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I loved it better than any other BMW. I was also a, a stupid kid. It's very one. smart. Uh, I think they came in convertibles, yeah. But no yeah. uh, ejector seats, though. No. no. Man, I was just watching. And or so front Goldfinger, Goldfinger has the first, since it introduces the S. Martin, it introduces the ejector seat. And I just watched a scene where uh, he has a bad guy in seat next to him, and he flips the, the driver thing. <laughs> the guy, I was expecting him to go, phew, go fly him. Uh, it's like the car is shot from a distance and then they just barely throw like a dummy out of the sunroof. Yep. It, it barely clears the car and lands very obviously like a fake dummy on the ground. Yeah. Very, very you, funny. You know what? I actually do love, uh, like, have you ever heard of people like, uh, like packing, like, like getting, uh, completely filling up their, uh, wind wa- windshield washer fluid. So that like, uh, it, when you, when you fill it all the way up. Mm-hmm. It's kind of pressurized, okay. So that when you do the wind washer, it goes over your car and onto the next car, <laughs> and, and they do that to piss people off for road rage kind of deal. Okay, where they're like, yeah, squirt them, you know. Oh, because they're like maybe they're tailgating or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But I they lo- would have to be side by side. I love, <laughs> yeah. Not, not if it yeah. goes over. No, not right. no, 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 right behind you. Oh, okay. Yeah, it gets so over. I, I love the idea of like, you know what? I'm gonna hit you with my passenger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's just like a fun side. gag, yeah. you know. <laughs> It's harmless. But what happens when you have your overpressurized uh, water and then a bird poops on your windshield? You just can drive around pooping and you go, you mm-hmm. clean your And it just goes over the bird poop, yeah. It's like a clown joke. It's, it's, yeah. Stop driving around in clown cars, Steve. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Denigrating citizens, Citizen Kane, squirting people with your washer. Yeah, food. have a custom honk so when you, you honk your car, it'll go wah wah. Oh, madman. This guy's a madman. So I'm watching Homecoming and some James Bond stuff. Drew, what you watching? You watching anything or is it just video games still? Nope. I didn't even have a chance to play video games this week. So nothing. Just I even nothing. a little bit of Red Dead nope. Redemption. Life. You, you didn't kill no bears. Was, you nope. skin no rabbits. Nope. You didn't chop down no cougars. <laughs> I was watching You didn't fuck up no foxes. Uh-uh. You didn't <laughs> battle no birds. Nope. You ain't uh, kick a dog. Nope. <laughs> I mean, I have kicked a dog. No, I like how I have kicked a dog. I like how that didn't work with I've the alliteration. Just, yes. No, just fuck it. Just, I have kicked a right, dog, but no, I, not this week. Not this week, though. Yeah, no. But you haven't kicked a dog, though. No. All right. All right. So, so nothing this week. Steve, you watching and doing anything this week? I haven't found anything new. So basically, when I haven't found anything new, uh, basically what I do is I watch uh, YouTube like late night videos, mostly because you know I can go, oh, this person was a guest on this show, and click on that, and yeah, it's yeah. kind of nice, because it's only like 10 minutes long or something, they say something, what do you go, ha, and then it moves on to the next one. So you've been catching up on late night interviews and stuff. Yeah, 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 stuff like that. That's cool. That's and and I still, uh, every time uh, I get the chance, like when a new one comes out, it doesn't come out often enough, but I watched last week tonight. He's watching the greatest oh, hits. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, oh, I mean, last yeah, week tonight, the new good, ones, yeah. they haven't come out in a bit. Because well, they, they do, like, put them on YouTube almost in their entirety sometimes, don't they? Uh, um, they, do, the they do the yeah. main the whole thing. They yeah. do the main story, which is usually, like, 20 minutes or long. Or just, like, two-thirds of the show. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. It's interesting that they put that out there for... It is for interesting. I'm literally like, why do I order HBO? Yeah, why do I have HBO? Especially yeah. if it's the only show that I'm watching. Yeah. Now, I stopped watching last week tonight because it's a brilliant show, very funny. I love it. But for some reason, starting around November 2016, I found our political climate hard to laugh at and watching the show i found starting myself november 16th november 2016 oh 2016 sorry all of a sudden it wasn't no. funny anymore all of a sudden yeah. yeah all of a sudden the show wasn't making me laugh and i'm thinking I oh, concur. I'm, I'm watching the show i'm like oh that's funny i was, well, still, a lot I was of just thinking that's funny well, but then i would be depressed at the end of the episode yeah well the reason <laughs> so, I, the reason i like it though is a lot of times, it wasn't you know, working for he'll me. talk about certain subjects that like have nothing to do with like current administration Absolutely, but, or, uh, yeah. but it's hard to get it's still that. depressing there was one episode where they were like uh we had this entire story planned but we're gonna skip it because it's been such a fucking crazy week and they spent the whole episode talking about trump and then the last five minutes of the episode was like okay here's the story we were gonna do it involved penguins and this and that and they ran through all the graphics that they had and uh, I was like, damn, they really like blew out one Aww. of their segments because it's they been watched... such a fucked up Trump week. See, that's what I don't get. Penguins, that would have been a mess. I was going to say, like, they had all these yeah. jokes. Like, they blew yeah. through, they had that's all their jokes. That's my favorite animal. Like, yeah. well, and honestly, it's like, so why amazing. would you, why would you so blow through that when that means that, like, <clears throat> next week you can do it? Because no, what... because because they, they they have their segments planned out a couple weeks in advance, and that's why they're like, we have to preempt this because this week's been so insane. We then, like, how how is how is penguins like? Oh God, penguins are going to be like totally irrelevant two just, weeks from now random, like, um, the penguin was just a random joke in the old in the overall segment oh. whatever they were talking about oh, okay uh <laughs> yeah so any interviews anything that you saw that you're like i want to point this out i want people to check out this one thing that i saw that stood out to you or is it just a kind all of, i want to say is that and i still watch these constantly craig ferguson is the best Late are, night you show. Are a big Craig Ferguson fan. Yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, but he's not doing anything. Now, host he? to uh, he's he he tours and does uh, stand up comedy. Okay, but not any late night stuff. No, though, no, right? no, 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 no. Uh, but he was like, in my opinion, anyway, the best late night wow. uh, host ever. Big praise, big praise for Craig. That's high praise. Didi, <laughs> uh, Dee, how about you? Watching, doing anything lately this week? What do you want to push, promote, so you like? And... Well, besides dinner and good conversation, I would like mm, yes, to yes, yes, yes. Um, promote. No, I, I'm not going to promote, but I'll say that. Well, what you saw, I no, I really enjoyed it. Um, so it is a toss up between. I asked my husband, I'm like, let's flip a coin. We are gonna see the Michael Moore film that came out Fahrenheit 11 9. No, no, yes, yeah, yes. yes, no, 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 yes, yeah. yeah. Um, well, it's, it's or Bohemian Rhapsody, and he's oh. like, don't flip a coin, go to Baby, Bohemian Rhapsody. Let's go see Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, sure, that, yeah. And I was like, oh, I love you even more. Yay, it sounds like such a much more fun time. I mean, I do want to see the Michael Moore film, but I'd rather just see that at home. Like, Michael, I'm, I'm Michael, Michael Moore is so full of shit. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a Michael Moore fan. He he's, might be a little biased. He's yeah. never actually made a documentary. Michael well, Moore, documentary depends on, yeah. People. Michael Moore makes two-hour opinions. <laughs> Documentaries can still be opinion pieces, though. It's just because it's not a documentary doesn't mean it's not But anyway. But Bohemian Rhapsody <laughs> was really enjoyable. And Very it was um, oh the main star who played Freddie Mercury. Uh, Mr. Robot. Yeah. Rami Malek. Oh, Rami Malek. Wow, how topical. Yeah, there you go. Did they talk about <laughs> He's not Mr. years Robot. that um, Sasha Baron Cohen was going to be Freddie Mercury? One, no, one of I the mean, producers I... claims that it was never more than just talk, that he was never officially on as uh, Freddie Mercury. Mercury, but for a while it was everyone was I assuming feel that like, it was I, like be there him. is all this momentum and excitement.
resentment building up about and then there's like an official like i'm not part of the project anymore and i was like oh that's a yeah. bummer yeah i thought he would but great. i thought um mr robot and i don't yeah. Now I'm even more inclined to watch Mr. Robot, but I re- I thought he did a really good job yeah, of playing really better. And he's Freddy very Mercury. unusual looking. Yeah. yeah, I mean he had which I like. I mean, yeah. The, um, recessed uh, cheek, you the know, incisors, the yeah. actual teeth or whatever. I didn't but know I, that, that fact about. Is the, that that's a? I guess so. That's yeah. a fact. I mean, that's those a, huge teeth and like the overbite that gives and, him yeah. more of a projection of he's, the sound. He's but, very unusual looking. That's yeah. I, the, I'm not talking about Freddie Mercury. I'm talking about the actor, the Rami Malek. Yeah, but that's true. Freddie Mercury too. Yeah, actually, it's all the like uh, all those guess. comments very apply just unconventionally handsome yeah, absolutely yeah and uh, i thought he looked better with the mustache short hair combo than he did with the no mustache mm-hmm. long hair combo and uh it's interesting how he put in the fake teeth and he said he he sat up straighter and he, he gave himself more dignity so physically. he did a lot of method acting yes because like just putting the teeth in kind of made him feel more connected with uh who freddie mercury mm-hmm. it's very interesting how actors find that through the props yeah and, well like, especially if you look at old pictures of freddie mercury when he was a kid like those teeth man like it's it's more obvious when you're a kid, obviously. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they because look, he had to grow into. They look so right, small. right. They're more cartoonishly huge. Yeah, yeah. And that must have been a tough. Uh, oh time. God! You look at him as a kid. You're like, how did he not get his ass kicked every day? Probably Maybe did. he did. He yeah, did. they don't put that in the film. Yeah, or he, he you probably did. And then it's like, don't stop me now. Yeah, if you think about the theme of the music, how it's so empowering. How about that? A Live Aid concert. Yes, and we recently just. Yeah, watched the top of the piano with the Pepsi bottles and the beer. Like, yeah. it's all strategically exactly it's very, placed it's, it's how it was funny, in the yeah. film. It's, it's so many oh, of them. Yeah, I love Queen. I mean, I wouldn't say I know their whole genre of but music. It, but it's so good. But it just, I feel it. That's like, the thing. I really enjoyed so it. So even though the movie's like two and a half hours pretty much. Oh my it, gosh. It's a I long didn't realize movie. it was that long. And then it ends with like a 20 minute concert. Yeah. I mean, that was like a recreation of the yes, Live Aid concert. it was. Uh, despite all that, I liked the music so much. I'm yeah. like, yes, I'm into this whole thing. I really, really Yeah, I was too. doing a lot of foot tapping. Yeah. Like, I, I did hear some people in the crowd behind me like singing along here a line mm-hmm. or two. I'm like, don't, 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 don't. don't yeah. <laughs> Stop it. This is not a concert. It's a movie. Yeah. Put popcorn yeah. in your mouth. I understand the <laughs> urge to want to do that. I get it. It's Queen. It's fantastic <laughs> music. But uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I like to give it your DD seal approval. Definitely. And, awesome. and um, this is going back a couple of weeks. Yes. Um, this is another segue. We watched a movie, a horror film oh, called. Oh. I I watched a film called Terrifier. Terrifier. Art the clown was the main anist in the film. Terrifier. Terrifier. That's a yes. <laughs> Almost as good as destroyer. Almost as good as destroyer. <laughs> they should team up Terrifier and the destroyer. I'm cool. That's uh, that's our tag team name. Yeah. This so, was just a random Netflix killer. Pick. Killer demonic clown. Uh yeah, he okay. was a mime. So he didn't speak the whole Oh, it's even worse. No it was a mime. Yeah, so, but no, it was great because his <laughs> gestures and it was so demonic and he was so believable and he was just gross. His <laughs> thumbs were black. His I, lo- uh, <laughs> I love the idea of him like murdering somebody and then over the body takes his two fists, you know, and like rings him under his eyes like, mm, he wow. Had, he <laughs> had that. I think you might have called a scene yes! from the film. That's funny. Yeah, he had a sense of humor like i mean that sounds a little like that is awesome yeah that sounds you a little would, like you would uh, probably enjoy it you should check it out it sounds a little like ter- terrorizer terrifier terrifier close enough terrifier 
Uh, yeah, he would, he would mock the victims. If, like, you, if you like that character, then you may like, I talked about this last week, the new season of Channel Zero. Um, it's called Channel Zero, The Dream Door. There's a character called Pretzel Jack that's got like a smile on his face and he's kind of sort of a clownish type of thing. And he's very, uh, uh, the way he moves his body is very cartoonish, but mm-hmm. he's also very terrifying. Yeah. Oh my god. Very, very terrifying. Yeah, I'd say Art the Clown is the most terrifying Art clown. clown. And I don't believe in that whole cliche. I'm scared of clowns. Right. But in the film, he was a very terrifying clown. Right. This is very accurate. He, title was, for the uh, film. he was the and terrifier. Yes. <laughs> that's yes. great. That's awesome. I'm glad we uh, stumbled upon that. Okay, Bohemian Rhapsody and is it Terrifier or The Terrifier? I think it's just Terrifier. Just Terrifier. Yeah. Okay. And, um,. Do you want to hear about anything else I watched? If you have another one, another one to recommend. I mean, you mentioned ASMR earlier. Yeah. I don't know if, uh, I don't remember who hosts this series, and I believe it's on Netflix, and she does like just a couple different topical um, you know, things, mm-hmm. and one of them was ASMR, which I've really been into lately. Um, on, like, on HBO, you said? No, it was Net- on, it's uh, on Netflix. Chelsea Handler? She has a series about doing different no, things? No, it's not Chelsea. Um, She's Indian. Um I mean, I just know that because she just, said she's Indian. Yeah. And, um, but, uh, <sighs> but anyways, uh, they talk about ASMR, mm-hmm. which I find mm-hmm. fascinating you, you, because, yeah. uh, dinner and good conversation is like, it's kind of the anticipation. No, it's no, actually, it's what, yeah. it is yeah. ASMR. People want to hear the sounds. Yeah. Uh, just mis- like that. Misophonia is if you don't, if you have misophonia, you don't want to listen to dinner and good conversation mm-hmm. because okay. that is when you hear certain sounds, you get like rage. Like, rage. It's, it's like very the... different from Stankonia. Yeah. <laughs> Stankonia is just like a big party. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a big smelly party. Uh, yeah, when you get that sticky mouth sound, uh, you know, when it's an NPR, and you have not, the mics turned up all yeah, the way. Yeah, I like, don't find that enjoyable, to be honest. No one, no one likes but, that. Um, That's terrible. That's a but terrible sound. But some people, but if you are into ASMR, a lot of the videos, I don't know if you've ever watched ASMR videos, Mm-mm. they're... Actually, Cardi them, B has actually... an ASMR video. That's hysterical. I just watched Literally. it yesterday. I just... What, she make she... those bird noises? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, you know that's a Kardashian thing. But anyway. No, I, I didn't digress. know that. Um, uh, they do... They'll speak out of the side of the microphone. Yeah, to get it to go right And they'll left take their stuff. makeup brushes and they'll click their nails. Ugh. I think you could do a, a ASMR. I like that. I never heard. I didn't know that was a thing. You could do it. Oh, yeah. I love oh, stuff like you, that. Yeah. It's a autonomous sensory meridian I, I, response. Like you get a tingling yeah. response from hearing these sounds. Oh, I love that. And I think if you do an ASMR porn search, you get uh, videos of like people rubbing uh, microphones on their boobs and stuff. Oh. Yeah. And then you listen it's to not the, where I thought you were going. That's what it is, though. <laughs> I think I heard and it. I think I, talk I, about I, think, I think I heard it flop. I think I heard the boob flop. Motor voting, right? It's like the sound of uh, water dripping. Um, all right. So but so I watched a documentary, mm-hmm. and she does these different topics, and yeah. ASMR was one of them, mm-hmm. and it was, I believe it's in Brooklyn. They took these group of people, and, you know, Brooklyn, frenetic, energetic city. Yep. And I felt the same way we were in Mexico City. Like when we were in Mexico City, I'm like, I can't wait to go home and just, just have quiet. Like world. I love, yeah, I love so Mexico City. Yeah, this yeah. is nothing derogatory. I'm just it's not a gigantic used city filled to with people. that like much energy. Noise, yeah. yeah. But um, so these are people that 
are in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. but I mean, you don't have to be from Brooklyn. No. And they take you into the sensory deprivation and they blindfold you and they do all these things to you to no, just, uh, you know, intrigue your sensory uh, perception. They do the brushes and the tapping. Do they also go into since it's Was it the, the documentary about sensory deprivation stuff overall? Or like, was there anything when they go into the water tanks? You know, you float around in the tank. Um, maybe and then, sensory and you deprivation. You take a little peyote, maybe. That was and, the wrong term. It's just, um, it was about ASMR. Just MSR, so it was very specifically yeah. about the sounds then, uh, mm-hmm. uh, enhancing the sound experience. Oh, yeah, and how, yeah. you know, it just, it, there's a whole community of people that, ha- that helps people. I mean, it's sure. therapeutic for people. Sure. I mean, it seems it is, funny because yeah. yeah. you watch some of the YouTube videos and it could almost seem bordering on pornographic. Absolutely, it's, yeah, totally. I actually watched a video for a long time of a guy who was doing ASMR with a cockatiel. Okay. And it was uh, just used to have one. bizarre. My mother-in-law has a cockatiel. She's had it for as long as I've been with my well, husband. 20 plus like, years. They live way years. too long. Like 80 yeah, years Yeah, it's scary. Because yeah. um, we're talking about... Ooh, yeah, it's like I've had you for 10 years. I yes. can't kill you now. Yeah. But yeah. he would They'd take... Like, fly away. It's like it's not going anywhere. I had to fly <laughs> no. away. Yeah, I flew away. Oh, good, 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 good. Oh, join the So what, what, would, what would you do with the cockatiel? Like stroke it? He had a bird, uh, feather that fell out weeks ago and he would take the feather and slowly stroke it against the microphone <laughs> and he'd kiss the bird on the microphone and uh, <laughs> that's awesome that is very uh yes very erotic slowly erotic with feathers i didn't watch the whole video though. sure yeah no no <laughs> mm-hmm. i never of course not i never watched the whole video either i'm about to say she's probably got that uh, she's probably got a nah. playlist of all nah, these nah. videos that she just puts on repeat when peter goes away <laughs> i just go to my favorite part and get it over with <laughs> I mean, people, I got, I got people watch them to, to go to sleep every night. I just watch them because I find it amusing. And or yeah, people yeah. watch these things for whatever reason. That's why they even make them to begin with. That's what just like binaural recordings. You? I had a girlfriend yeah. who wanted me to talk like Macho Man in her ear, like really. <laughs> your My ex-wife <laughs> loved it when I did a, a Russian accent. Let me give you some of that in your ear. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of weird. It's oh, pretty yeah. good. No, yeah, oh, strange, baby. Yeah, daddy. Um, yeah, ASMR is crazy. <laughs> people are weird, but that's good. That's cool. Do you uh, have me? You don't do... remember the name of the documentary, though. You just know it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. If people search and it's Netflix, a ASMR documentary of different videos, oh, okay. and I wish it's. I think it's like talking something, and um, it's just there's a couple of videos mm-hmm. or uh, shows on Netflix that are series about different. Topics. Netflix has been making so much mm-hmm. stuff. It's there's ridiculous. so much stuff oh, every goodness, day. Oh my goodness, it's insane. It's really ridiculous. Too much to keep up with. Um, all right, there you go. That's what you watch, and that's a lot of great stuff for people to check out. Then uh, I appreciate that. Thank You're you. welcome. I, uh, let me see here. All right, uh, Drew, I sent you some emails. So yep. let's read those emails after the break. Um, real quick during the break here, we have from Billy D, our homie New York City. Yeah. Billy D's death at the movies. Uh, he records a segment now. He's going to give his review of Suspiria. Nice. On Twitter, he called the Suspiria remake the sexiest comedy of the year. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So uh, listen to his review here. It's and has a messed up sense of humor. He is, well, that movie has a messed up sense of humor. <laughs> uh, so we'll take the break. You guys listen to this, and then we'll be back with the second half. We have plugs. We have uh, some quick well, news you're fi- and some you're, you're finally getting your hair plugs put in? We're we're doing that here? <laughs> I'm, fin- I'm finishing the hair plugs. Awesome. I'm taking that the hair plugs Great Congratulations. video. So Horrible podcast, but great video. Terrible podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful video. Okay, here we go. Let's take a quick break, refill some drinks, and we'll be right back.
is death. And there is only one thing we say to death. Say, man, you got a joint? Welcome to Billy D's Death at the Movies. What is up, my dudes? I had a pretty great week up here. I saw At the Gates, Melted My Face, and Behemoth Crushed My Skull, Suspiria, Did the Voting Thing, Did the Protest Thing, and it worked. I also finished my Crespo Hundo, and I'm continuing my Crespo Hundo. Let's see where this train stops. Oh, I also put up an all-new Up a Stream on the film Phantasm. That wonderful, beautiful, weird nightmare of a movie. Suspiria. Let's talk about that. What a bonkers movie. The performances were all great, dancing was pretty spectacular, score was great, and I never felt like it got too long. I'm going to say this is one of the better remakes I've seen, because in a weird way, I think of it as like a sister film to Argento's Suspiria, how they can share similar DNA but be completely unique and individual, like siblings. Because these two films are alike in name and basic story beats only. They're completely different in every other possible way. I recently watched the Argento film, so it was very fresh. One major difference was that 2018's Suspiria has a lot of dancing. Argento's film is shockingly light on the dancing for a film about a ballet school. At the Alamo, before movies, they typically run videos related to the films. And the one they ran before Suspiria was an interview with the screenwriter David Kajanich. He talked about how he was inspired by the choreographer Mary Wigman when he was writing the dance parts, because he wanted to make sure that all parts of this film came from a feminine perspective, even the dances they performed. And I get it. So they cut some of Wigman's ballets and performances in with this interview, and they're these moody, minimalist, avant-garde dance performances from the 20s and the 30s. And then you see these awesome choreographed dances, clearly lifted from Wigman and others, all cinematically shot and edited, and I was into it. Dakota Johnson was great, Tilda's great, Chloe was great, even Mia Goth is great. The choice to go for a more muted color palette was interesting, but I found it made the distance between the two films more bearable, and set the tone right away that this was going to be a different experience. And it is, because Guadagnino is actually telling a story. Argento's original looks amazing and has some fun kills, but overall is pretty incomprehensible. Narratively, it's just a mess. Mood and atmosphere, it's got those despair, but story, very thin. Lucas Asperia has a very clear story and vision, and I dug it. It's not for everyone, clearly, because as I was leaving the theater, I saw a group of college-age girls coming out and complaining that it was disgusting and stupid. And with all these great women, they should have felt more empowered, and they didn't. And that was bad. And then they all stood in front of the giant Suspiria poster in the lobby and did the pose for the gram. Yep. That happened. That's about it. I want to remind you to check out Up a Stream. I'm in the midst of my next round of picks. Spoiler alert, it will likely feature the raid. And you can find me on Instagram at iloveblood, Twitter at iloveblood, and Instagram again at billydsnaps. Stay cool, Billy D. Back. Thank you, Billy D, for your review of Suspiria. Follow him on Twitter at I Love Blood, as well as on Instagram, I Love Blood and Billy D Snaps. Yes. All right. He took a bunch of pictures of a protest the other day in New York City. And some great, great protest photos. My favorite one, I reposted it and regrammed it. It was a sign. Someone held a protest sign that said, uh, Down with this sort of thing. <laughs> 
I'm down with that sort of thing. I like it very much. I like the. Are you down broad, with the broad, sort of broad thing? Brush. The very broad. It's <laughs> yeah. definitely a sign that you can make and then put it away. And, oh, another process is up. Grab yep, the I'm sign. Down with go back thing. out there. Down with this sort of thing. This thing right here. That we I like. like. Uh, I'm gonna have to steal that. one. We day. were in Mexico City and we just walked upon a protest. It, everything there as well i mean we're not from there yeah. so we didn't know what was going on so you couldn't tell what it was for right and it appears like you hear this like banging of the drums and this momentum he's like something's going on You're like hey a soccer match is probably going on or something. <laughs> yeah, so something on, let's something go. exciting a yeah and we were walking down a main boulevard mm-hmm. and then on coming the opposite way i mean thousands of people but wow. it was an anti-abortion so mexico city is pretty liberal but all the states around it there's a lot of conservatism and mm-hmm. they just got a new president that's conservative mm-hmm. but it was uh, an anti-abortion no uh, it was a uh, pro-life pro-choice sorry it was pro, an anti-abortion pro, it was a pro, yes. pro-abortion 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 i can't talk yeah no we're we're, we're pro-abortion on cinema i would yeah. love it to was it was pro-choice, not pro, you know, it's pro-choice, yeah. women. Pro-choice, pro-women. It's yes. pro-women. They say it's pro-life, but it's really anti-women when we yes, say pro-choice. I, or really I pro-women. agree. Yes. Um, yes. But it know. was really cool to walk upon this protest. And really I was like, cool. oh, should we be here? Because they were wearing. But then when you realize, oh, it's, it's a it's a pro-women, pro-choice pro, pro movement, then you, then you put on the bandana and you grab a sign like, here we go. Arriba, arriba, right? It was so cool. There were children there. There were men there. there cool. were, I mean, I would say the majority were women, but. Sure, I sure. saw children there and the There were children carriers. there. It's a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that they made was it. awesome. These because are, it's these not are the chosen like, the chosen few. It's not like kill the babies. It's yeah. like yeah. pro women. Well we're not trying to pro- kill the babies. No. We're just trying to stop these fetuses from becoming a, a, a blight or... on uh, on the populace. That's all, you know. A drain on the system is what they're gonna yeah. be. But if we can stop them in their tracks within the first, maybe second trimester, then we're good to go. Um even says in the Bible multiple places, life starts after birth. Come on, it says it in the yep. Bible. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. There's a line in the Whole Bible. Podcast. There's a line in the Bible that says life starts one month after birth. I like that. You so you whole, have a whole month weeks. to decide. Yes. Uh, do I want yeah. this? Yeah. Yes, this whole, thing cries uh, a lot. Yep. <laughs> Which is really funny yeah. because most things are a 30-day back guarantee. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, you have 40 days to decide if you're going to Sparta kick this thing down the, down the cliff. <laughs> And get rid of it or not. So That's the most realistic just, just remember, line in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> just, just remember to bind its hands bind its, yep. and its ankles. That yep. way it can't crawl back. But then also, I if it, no idea. But also, if it's that time of month, then you have to like go out into the desert for a week and, and make yourself clean by going into a cave yeah. or something. It might be so, worth yeah. the sacrifice. Uh, yeah. we, 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 there are the times. One or the other. The yeah, I know. It's the pros and cons of civilization. Uh, evolution. evolution, evolution. Mm, yeah. um, here we go. Uh, plugs. Put this out there right now. The Patreon page, patreon.com slash So We are up to six. Six Patreons. We appreciate it. We have the Canonical Five. And then Maggie is the first lady of the uh, Crespediso bonus episode. So thank you very much. We just put out a Crespediso film school about the films of John Carpenter. And the music. And the music as well. We spent a whole hour talking about John Carpenter and his music and movies. And that is now up there on the Patreon page. So go ahead and check that out. You can get access to all of those episodes for as little as $1 a month. But obviously, you know you want to pay more. So feel free to pay more. Uh, Drew Cogburn. Chris Crespo. Where can people find you online? At Antihero419. Where? Two, two places on the internet. And those places are? Instagram and Facebook. Pretty much the same. You place. can also follow my uh, fan account on Twitter at Drewster Cogburn. They are <laughs> infinitely better at Twitter than I ever was, and I actually enjoy checking in on it every there, once in a there while. There is a Twitter account at Drewster Cogburn that is not Drew. Yep. That's awesome. That yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't have a, I don't have a, a parody yeah, account. Do you have one, Steve? 
Uh, a no. parody account? No. Pete, do you have a parody account? Nope. No. Not yet. No. Drew does. I do. See, this is like the ultimate. I would love to have a parody account. Like, holy yeah, crap. You know, you are yeah. well received. That's how you've people... made it. You yeah. know, you've made it. And, yeah. and they tweet. They, they they tweet things that he would tweet, like a lot of uh, middle fingers mm-hmm. and things. Yeah. Oh. I would retweet. I should create the a parody account for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, did I say that? <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll cut that part out so no one knows. I'll bleep it. <laughs> that would be a cathartic experience. Yeah. There you go. Pretend to be. Pete. <laughs> yeah. It's not like he's on Twitter that much anyway. You can just. Add, I'm the second best podcast <laughs> <laughs> that would be hysterical actually. that would be touting his second best I think best-ness. I found a new hobby That's a, uh, is second Peter Von Zaborski taken on Twitter <laughs> Look up twitter.com slash Peter Von Saborski. We'll see if that's available. Uh, Steve, you're all over the internet. Yeah, you can you can Google Etchy and all my stuff comes up. Absolutely. Really. Listen to um, What's the Fuss, State yes. of the Beer Union, and Tidbits. And p- Tidbits, yes. And bits. It, it exists. I mean, it, it's it's out there. You can get it. Peter Von Taborski is not... Uh-huh. It may be too many letters. How many letters? I thought you were... You said, when you uh, said Tidbits, he's like, how, it does exist. I'm like, I, I know, how, I do how it. How many letters do you, do you have? <laughs> I, I can't... Off the top of my head, Cinema Crespity, so minus one letter. Cinema Crespity, that's how many letters okay. you can fit. I think Peter Von Saborski might fit you, but you want to jump on that one, Didi, and take that account. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Didi, you want people to follow you online anywhere? Do you want them to follow you? I want them to follow Dinner and Good Conversation. All right, there um, we go. And that's what I'm here to promote. Absolutely. It's the sister podcast of scotch and good conversation yes yes, yes which yes. is an awesome podcast um and it's it all is. right sure absolutely yeah. so scotch and good conversation is a one-on-one interview concept con i can't concept talk. concept concept yes. that's what i meant to These, say those beers are delicious. i was gonna say podcast <laughs> but it's it can be intense it's because both. it is one-on-one mm-hmm. so it's kind of built into yeah you know the intensity of it dinner and good conversation is more of a looser format mm-hmm. it's Four people typically, yep. um, but we have had individual guests, and which has been awesome. That's cool too. Because yeah. that's you know usually if you come on an, as an individual guest, you are speaking for two people, and, and um, you're going to be the focus. The yeah, the yeah. focus of attention. Yeah, um, I do got to say I did appreciate having Steve there because you guys could talk to Steve, and then yeah. people yeah. like, oh, let me uh, get some with this. Uh, I was going to say because yeah, when, you, when you're eating, here, it's it's good to switch hit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, you know what I didn't realize until when I thought about it, I was like, oh, dinner and good conversation. Like, just you can go anywhere with that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just because the and conversation, like you could start going to like theme parks, you know, and it'd be like roller coasters and good conversation. Like you oh, could do yeah. anything in good conversation. conversation. Yeah. It's yeah. a whole series of, yeah. of insert blank and good and conversation. good conversation. It works with anything. It's really informal. It's uh fluffy, the lighter, fluffier, sibling it's a, it's a of scotch and good yeah. conversation and when uh etchy and i had a conversation off the air and you might not remember it steve um <laughs> and it was about smoking on film yes you do remember yes i do and this is the typical dd like <laughs> i think about conversations weeks after i had them I'm like <laughs> what could i have said that sound more intelligent <laughs> what could i have added to that conversation and i had a brain uh, uh phenomenon an idea so you were talking about how smoking on film was like a not a crutch, but it just looks it looks cool. It looks yeah. very cool and kind of a crutch in that in that the hardest thing you can do as an actor, it, well, one of them is you know when Sit it's still. when you don't have the lines, but you're trying to look natural. Yeah, when you're smoking, it totally it gives you something, gives to, something do, to do, and yeah. it looks natural. So. And, and yeah. then you got the smoke in the in the light and all. That. Yeah, that's yeah. the reason most people smoked in the movies is to 
so that they didn't have to stand still. That, and also, they were smoking crazy. Right? Well, I was going to yeah. say, they're also it's not smokers. Icky, yes, yeah. Stinky, yeah. yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. just the thing to do. Yeah. yeah, but that's still a pain in the ass, though. Like, even if you're a smoker, like in films and stuff, because a lot of times when you do multiple takes, you know, you have to You'll smoke light it a up shit at the same spot. Because it has to, exactly. They'd be like, be incongruous. You got, yeah, time. they'd be like, you got to get a new cigarette yeah. and smoke Oof. it back to down that's why where they all it was. Yeah, basically, yeah. But I was thinking, um, you know, smartphones now. We all have smartphones. We do. I think people smoke less now because we have smartphones. Mm-hmm. Because you can't... Yeah. I feel like smartphones are the new crutch. For you got a new fidgety thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. So if I go to a bar to drink, I'm not sitting there smoking anymore. I'm sitting there on my phone mm-hmm. on Twitter and stuff. And I really yeah. had this epiphany. Weeks after I had this conversation, I'm so happy to just bring it up. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yes, thank you. This is, this is how my mind works. I, I now just picture a guy at a bar, like, drinking and staring at his phone, and somebody comes up, he's and like, he's like, don't bother me, I'm playing Candy yeah. Crush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> part, part two of that conversation. You can you can hear the prelude of part one of that uh, when you release the episode of Dinner and Good Conversation. Yeah. Unfortunately, that conversation I was, gonna say that was, that was off the air. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But, it's a prelude to that, because he had a yeah. drink first and have a good time and then you yeah. have that one off my yeah anyway, there you go dinner and good conversation there's um an instagram account yes there's an instagram account there's a facebook there's account a facebook, there's a facebook group. um facebook group join yeah. the group uh dinner and good conversation yep there's a twitter uh is there a twitter but uh, uh somebody might have slacked on the tweeting because uh, uh twitter, tweeting is hard twitter may not be the best part of yeah. the uh and good conversation family their strongest suit but you know you can't be good at everything yeah. guys you gotta pick i think we're more of a visual at. you know killing it on inst- the instagram yeah. keep keep going hard on the instagram so dinner and good conversation on instagram and uh, do we know when the first episode's coming out, guys? We are shooting for early December, yeah. late November, very soon. Very it's soon. just there's a lot of logistics involved, and sure. we want to just do it right, and we want oh, to get yeah. a couple. You also want to make you sure know. you I have mean, enough in the can ready to go as you start exactly. releasing them. I was going to say, not only that, but like you're basically catering, which... I've been married before. Catering's the biggest pain in the ass. That's a big thing. You guys are... It really yeah. is. Even though, you, even yeah. with getting sponsors and money and stuff like that and it's, people helping out, right. it's still a lot of work. everything. Yeah. It, it is a lot. It's like, it's... It you a, know, I'm, we welcome all sponsors. So yes. anybody who wants to... In a, Osprey Tavern was a sponsor for mm-hmm. the podcast, and we are so thankful mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for them. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we're but we're looking for different sponsors, and we already have some lined up. We could books, use more, always but use more. we could always use more. And gotta um, say, it's, it was impressive when I walked in. You see the table, and everything's all laid out, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a good time. I'm looking forward. Yeah, to it's it. always yeah. a good time. It was a lot of fun. I guess, yeah, it was. When I when I walked in and I saw like all the different, you know, I was yeah, like, wow, it's like all right. I don't know what half of these things are. This, this is like yeah. this is like Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was good. It was a lot except of fun. for the security board. I knew that was i was like oh jeez charcuterie yeah i used to work in a deli yeah um dinner good conversation people keep an eye out for it join the group follow the instagram all that good stuff yes thank all you. right there we go um true let's do some emails sir sir what do you got i got an email from ron 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 is love our, ron ron is our homie he is our a part of the canonical five on patreon and our a number one sponsor and it's entitled i want Co- to be cool like xena because he pays the most all right go ahead he wants to be cool, he wants to be, he he wants cool, to be cool like, like Xena. The warrior princess? I guess so. You know what? Xena with an X. Yes. Yes. Okay. You know what? Social media is weird. Mm-hmm. I listened to Malcolm, uh, to Malcolm Ingram podcast, now defunct, back in the day. I just have that gay movie buff outlet. That was a wild ride. Okay. One of his guests was a porn star, Brent Corrigan. Now, he is another twink who I just followed because I just started social media. 
some odd, uh, so some nine odd years ago, he posted a pic of his upcoming events, and of course, uh, oh, and and a horse he likes to take care of. Okay. Nothing big, an interesting life of an adult film star. But last year, King Cobra came out with the story of a 17-year-old porn star and the legality of branding. Also, the murder within the porn industry. I thought it'd be some B-rated movie, mm -hmm. but with stars like Christian Slater and James Franco in some revealing scenes, I am like, well, this is compelling. Huh. I would love to hear the voluptuous, voluptuous, vivacious, venomous, and vocal Big Daddy Drew <laughs> to see this and give his opinion. Drew's not voluptuous. I'm not at all. Uh, Chris, no. <laughs> Chris can go as well. Uh, it, it'll be... As if I, I'm just compelled to see the story by the social media history I share, or if the movie has merit on its own. Mm. I didn't see much sanctioning of the film by Brent, other than, yeah, it's accurate, but not that he got paid for it. So, yeah. Also, oh, also, since I'm an old, decrepit, fat daddy now, next year I, I have to like <laughs> Twain's. daddy. Them the gay rules. I have to fuck the gay essence out of them to stay relevant and pretty. Be well. <laughs> Ron, Ron's one year older than us, and he's already a fake. Come on, you know. I, I love Ron so much. He's the best. Ron's the best. So, so we asked for your opinion on what? Uh, so, I guess it's some porn documentary. A porn documentary about someone who committed a murder? Maybe. And he wants, so he wants you to Something watch the movie first? Up. Yeah, then talk to him. All right, Drew. Uh, Ron is our number one uh, I mean, Patreon I got to man. Yeah. yeah, you got you to gotta watch this documentary. Gotta do what I'm told. I'll, I'll have to save this email. Because he's the one. He's Tell the man. Find it. We appreciate you, Ron. Uh, yeah, he's the best, Ron. Is he awesome. is. We love this guy. All right, we got an email from Scott. Scott, Scott, also part of the Canonical Five. He's got a Bohemian Rhapsody and Overload review. Oh, okay, here we go. Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm -hmm. This is not a great biopic. <laughs> it, it operates in surface-level insights and few too many downright falsehoods regarding its subjects, Freddie Mercury and Queen. Yeah. What it is, though, is a stunning performance by Rami Malek yeah. and a glorious mm -hmm. recreation and revelry in Queen's catalog of songs and performances. Yep. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Before watching this movie, I'd never have called myself a Queen fan, but the sheer number of songs I heard back to back to back throughout this film reminded me just how epic this band was. Mm -hmm. Maybe I am a Queen fan, mm -hmm. and I just never bothered to delve into them as much as I should. Malik deserves award nominations. He's six inches too short, but yes. in the performance scenes, he commands the stage just as Freddie did. Mm -hmm. He's superb. The rest, not so much. Mm -hmm. Two and a half stars. I, I agree that Rami Malik, I've said this before, he's too short. Mm -hmm. I saw someone post this on Twitter. Um, in the gay community, piggybacking off of Ron's email, where he's talking about uh, following a twink on, on Twitter, a twink gay uh, porn star. Um, Freddie Mercury was a daddy. He was a bigger guy. A big guy, yeah. At yeah. the end of the movie, they show a picture of him with Jim Hutton. Remember that? Yeah. And uh, he's, a, Jim, he's a big guy. Like, yeah. Freddie Mercury's a big dude. Mm -hmm. Rami Malek is a small guy. Yeah. yeah. A great performer. He was really good. But the whole, I thought, watching the movie, going into the movie, I thought, after 10 minutes, I'll get yeah. over it. I never got over the fact that he was a little too small. Yeah. Otherwise, he was great, but he still felt too I'm small. I'm too short. I'm too short. Mm. Better get some apple boxes. Okay, hold on a second. I have to, I have to turn this on now and, and pull this up to... <clears throat> I did review reviews from uh, the Wait. community or people in the community that... Um, it didn't go enough into Freddie Mercury's personal life, and it kind of it wasn't gay enough. Over. It wasn't gay enough. And I, you know, it, it, as me being a straight woman, I guess I was looking more for the fluff. But I could yeah. agree that yeah, it didn't. It kind of brushed over. It did go into it, but maybe not enough. Well, here's the thing, and I said this last week. Um, as much as I do enjoy the movie because I'm a fan of Queen and the yeah. music and Rami Malek, it is still 
just like Ray, uh, Walk the Line, all of these yeah. b- music biopics, they all hit the same beats, the same mm-hmm. notes. They brush over a lot of the more controversial stuff. The James Brown movie that came yep. out a couple years We're ago. We're not going to talk about him beating his wife yeah, at all. Like, like he'll raise his They want to romanticize. Yes, well, and not exactly. only that, but I mean, yeah. you can't. It would kind of ruin it. Like... You know what I mean? Like uh, to to throw that into the mix, kind of. Well, oh, but, are, but, are you telling the truth? But are you telling the person's <laughs> story, or are you making a hagiography of them? Probably. It's like a, you know, it's just like straight yeah. Compton, a lot of fun movie. Mm-hmm. But then we're gonna ignore the fact that Dr. Dre beat up woman for it's a like bit of women for a while. Big there, Punisher, you know? Yeah. you know, people worship Big Punisher, but he fucking beat yeah. his girlfriend. Yes, exactly. It was his forty seventh birthday yesterday. I learned really? that from Throwback Lounge on Instagram. <laughs> wow, there but you go. um, um. <laughs> I thought he was older. No, he would have been 47 wow, today. R.I.P. Big Punisher. He died what? In 35 or something like that? Wait, who? No, Big Pun. Big Pun. Big oh, I thought we were. I thought we were Big talking about Dre. I was like 47. Oh, no. Dre's gonna I, be 50. That's what I'm saying. Like 50 yeah. something. But still, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it's easy to look over a lot of this domestic violence stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For some well, reason, I wonder if that's why bummer. Sasha Baron Cohen didn't want to play the part of Freddie Mercury. Be. Maybe he didn't want to just do a fluffy version mm-hmm. of it. Well, Maybe he really wanted to go into part of it. The too, I don't know. I was thinking it. if I if I were to like maybe not even be the main writer, but kind of you know yeah helping out with that part. Sure, I can totally see how uh, it'd be like we want the story of Queen, and everybody knows like it's been overplayed. Like uh, he died of AIDS. He's you know like uh, we know he slept with men. Da, 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 to to the point where it's like. Everybody knows that we're gonna do the rest and show you what it was like. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but the fact it's is, it's almost like in the news been or in the news or or, or socially been beaten like a dead horse. Like, so, so let's what why, that the gay stuff has been, but it hasn't though because there's I no. I think it has. But there, to name one other biopic movie, a music biopic about an openly gay <laughs> performer. Uh, yeah, no, that's true. I mean, it was different, but at the same time, like if there are people that like know like. Some of the hits, of course, like you can't escape their music. But you're, yeah, but just like, but uh, they know that fact. Just like you're saying in the email here, but yeah, but you don't know the the extent of it. I think no. you don't really think about it. You don't necessarily. know. Yeah, they didn't want the heterosexual audience to be uncomfortable. Yes, I they think they wanted, wanted to keep them. To so I, I just figured they were taking. It would be like a very general. And then in the movie, the only real gay community you see is the uh, leather daddy, mustachioed early '80s gay community. You don't really see too much of the ass like, chaps and shit. Yes, exactly. Your your forays into the gay community for Freddie Mercury is just like these illicit red lit uh, nightclubs, you know. Yeah, and it's not like the movie. The movie was directed by that Brian was my Singer. favorite part of the movie, by the way. It looked really cool. <laughs> Look, looked like they're having a great time. The uh, movie was mostly directed by Brian Singer himself, a gay man, and it's yeah. not like it's not coming from a perspective of uh, a homosexual anyway. But still, it does feel kind of. I I, I not watered tame. down. Yes. Yeah. Tame, well, tame. I, I just figured they 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 went. I'm not trying to look. I'm not looking for penetration shots. I'm just like, come on, let me. Yeah. <laughs> did he even kiss a single man in the movie? Yes. Did he mention you? Did he describe his did, balls a little did, bit? Did, I don't know. He if did there fondle was a man at one point. Tongue con- He did kiss. He did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. See, I, even to ask that question is like, I, I, I remember. Like the poster should have been Freddie Mercury, like ah, oh, I kissed a dude. And in the background, <laughs> you see. I like Brian that picture. Like, ah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Don't stop me now. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. 
great music. Oh, man. kissing. The music it does is. a lot to really it push just, that movie, though. It's really the music. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel it. There's but something in it that resonates. That's the word to describe it. A night me. at the opera, and it's like it's gonna be a mix of all these genres. Like, oh, I never really thought about that off album in that way. It's really cool how they. Mm-hmm. The movie's also produced by the band. That's another thing too. You got to keep that in mind. The surviving mm-hmm. members of the band. And have Mike a big Myers say. is in it. And then right? he, and he's like, no one he's... will be headbanging to Bohemian Rhapsody in the back of a car. You know, he's talking about Wayne's World. Yeah, obviously. yeah. They're... I thought that was yes. super cute. Yeah, it was a very cute reference. My husband to laughed. He yeah. LOL'd it. Yeah, yeah there, there was a laugh in my theater too yeah, at that point yeah. for sure, hundred uh, percent. All right, Scott, going back to Scott's email from Overlord. Overlord. Thank God Scott saw it because we did not. Uh, I really wish the Cloverfield Expanded Universe hadn't been scuttled, because without some greater idea like that to elevate it beyond itself, Overlord became a very forgettable war-slash-Nazi monster movie. Mm. The opening scene spoiled in the trailer of the transport plane being shot down was really intense and exciting, and later on there were a few really cool body horror sequences, Mm -hmm. but guys... I left the theater about an hour ago, and it's literally all I can remember about this movie. Oh, that's never a good sign. Oh, and Wyatt Russell has been pretty damn good in just about everything I've ever seen him in. He's always good. That kid's going places. I think so. But if this movie ain't Cloverfield, this movie ain't nothing at all. Hmm. 1.5 stars. Yeah, so you talk about this. This Overlord movie was supposed to be a Cloverfield movie. Um, and then they oh. and then they pulled the brakes on it when Cloverfield Paradox did not do well, and they actually removed Cloverfield oh, references. Like yeah. Mario Brothers 2. Yes, yes, exactly. Mario Brothers Two was was, a, was, a, was another video game, yeah. And then they retconned with like it no franchise, Mario. yeah. So Overlord had was already in development, and J.J. Abrams was like, "We're going to turn this into Cloverfield." And then when the Cloverfield Paradox did not do well, they're like, "No, no, no, mm. pull back, get rid of the Cloverfield stuff." We'll just really says Overlord Scott is saying maybe it should have been Cloverfield. That yeah. would have been more entertaining that way, Perhaps. more memorable. Should have been. Yeah. Well, thank you, Scott. We appreciate it, buddy. I think we have one more email. Yep, from Gabe. Gabe. Gabe is another one of our canonical five. All our emails are from our Patreon listeners. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. You're yeah. the best. Uh, what up, show? What's up? I have not seen a non-movie in a while. A non-movie. A non-movie. <laughs> Indian bread. Yeah, Indian yes. bread movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. a non-documentary. Huh. L- looking at Halloween Overlord, anything potentially Oscar-worthy on Redbox, but still so lazy. Anyways, if you enjoy the show, consider a Patreon subscription. The show, Aww. this show, has waded me through turbulent times in my life, and I'm so grateful. If you appreciate this show, support the art show. In general, support shit you like. See you at the movies at Rage Against Twit. Thanks, Gabe. What a nice guy. We appreciate it. Yes, do as he says and support. Oh, it's Rage Against Twitter. Okay, I know that. Yeah, Rage Against Twitter. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know who that is. Yeah, and then on, uh, he's in our Facebook group. That's awesome. Too. I like him. He's a great, he's a great dude. Um, real quick, we've got some movie news stories. First off, this is very, oh. this is very funny. Brie Larson is going to be Captain Marvel, right? It's a new Marvel movie coming out in... Um, we have these Avengers movies that are these huge movies. Captain Marvel is going to be this big bridge between these Avengers movies. It's coming out in March. Yep. Um, Brie Larson, who's already kind of popular, is about to be extremely popular. Um, she just put out on Instagram a picture of her in her comic book character costume. And she's, it, the movie takes place in the 90s. And it was, she put out this post in conjunction with the election, trying to get people to vote. So it's a picture of her in her costume in front of a payphone, and then a bunch of 90s Rock the Vote posters are on the wall next to her. And she's just like, go out and vote there. I'm Captain Marvel. That was the go worst vote. campaign ever. The Rock the Vote one, yeah, it's very, yeah. it's very, no, actually, P. Diddy's voter die is much worse. Well, <laughs> but, like, what? 
Why did he relax? I didn't see that, and I. I if you d- don't vote, you're not gonna die. I don't. I mean, doubt, you're not gonna yeah. die from not voting. I, I, you do, you're, that's you're just gonna die. I don't voting. doubt it was yeah. awful. Yeah. Everything yeah, he's yeah, ever yeah. done no. was awful. Yeah, pretty but, much. I agree. But, with you on but, that one. but what I'm getting at is <laughs> that, like, uh, basically, all those campaigns were really like, go out and vote. Like, yeah. there was no like, hey, research, and then go out and vote. Like, yeah. it was literally no, just, just vote, just vote, just vote. Be an educated voter. Yeah. Hey, go, go research who your local congressional candidates are and parse them on the issues. No, yeah. Choose, no. choose the best, you know, name. So anyway, she's standing in front of a payphone, voter die stuff, and then some, uh, you know, people on the internet are weird. So what? someone blew up the 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 payphone, and you know, payphones had the phone number on them. Like if you want to call this phone, call this number. It had an eight hundred number in there. Someone called that eight hundred number. It's operational. It's a sex line. Ah, uh, you know, it used to be really fun. Sex line. I still have the numbers, but they don't. They don't. They're they're shut <laughs> off now. But if you go to Epcot, and oh, you go, I, I went there the other day. And, okay, and you go to the English section, you know how they have the uh, the, the three different uh, phone booths. Yeah, I have the phone numbers for all three of those. <laughs> uh, they, like I said, they were. We discon- talked about this. They we were, had an idea for a podcast. Yeah, on this. they yeah. they were disconnected. Though. They've been disconnected though. But I used to call them all the time, just because you know, like people would be like, "Oh my god!" Because the phone's ringing, they would answer it. They would answer it, and I'd be like, "Hey, how are you enjoying your, you know, trip to Epcot?" And and I would talk to them about, "Oh, you should go over to da da da. It's really good." And, you know, just just to chat, so they'd be like, "Oh my god!" Most of the time, they thought I worked for Disney. Yeah, That's they weird. think it's a feature and, of the park. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and they would even yeah. say, "How they, would they, they get a rogue?" Yeah, call they'd be like, "Disney." That's Did so you? Funny. They're like, "Oh, see." So this is like a Disney thing. I'm like, no, nope. I'm in my house literally like 30 minutes away. No, I'm just chilling. I, no, I just I'm, have the phone numbers, wanted to say hi, wanted <laughs> you to enjoy your stay. It's like, no, I'm just a dude. I'm just a dude being creepy. You should be like, I'm watching calls? you right now. Huh? When did you make these calls? You were oh, right years shirt. ago. Yeah. And like I said, they're shut down. I can't even remember now, but I mean, they, they've, they've since shut it down. When I was but in college. I really I- wanted to make it like a trivia thing, like like a Disney trivia thing where like when they answered, I'd be like, hey, you know what I mean? And like try to get them to answer you, questions. You win a prize. Go to this kiosk to yeah. claim your prize. And they go to the kiosk. Like, what and are you I, talking about? And I hadn't <laughs> called in a few years. And then when I tried to call... Done. You might have been the. Uh, You're the one. You well, you know what happened. Nail in the coffin. There. Disney. Well, you know there stopped. are people come in like yelling obscenities and sh- or some kind of shit like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like. Well, no. Disney may have just stopped paying for those phone numbers because of what happened with this one. Um, it's posited it's uh, that they needed this phone booth for the movie, mm-hmm. and there's no phone booths anymore, obviously. So Disney dragged one out of storage so they could have this uh, promo shot and had an old phone number that Disney used to own. Disney yeah. had that phone number in yeah. like. They use it for TV shows and movies and stuff, but then they stopped paying for it. A sex line picked, picked it up, <laughs> and now that number works. So if you watch old episodes of The Sweet Life of Cody and James, whatever, on the Disney Channel, yeah. and they have fake commercials that use an 800 number, you call that number, it's someone's like, hey, ladies, are you looking for gay? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Whoops. whoa, Cody, what happened, buddy? Welcome to the pre-order page for Gabetoberfest 2022. Are, yes. you, are you watching prepubescent males on TV? Is there a good reason for that? Yeah. We've got prepubescent males here. Pre- we have, they're called prebies. Previous. <laughs> um, there's a PG-13 <laughs> cut of Deadpool 2 coming out called, uh, this Christmas, Drew. Yes, you look very confused. This is the first time we're talking about on this show. Uh, Deadpool, very R-rated. Very, it very was, R-rated. Yeah, very that movie was very... Uh, yes, yeah. I-, I loved it. Yeah, it was so great. It's so fun. Fast-paced. Uh, very so, energetic. Well, yeah. Yes. All it was jokes. wonderfully what, R-rated. Very, very <laughs> R-rated, yes. One of, one of my favorite parts was... I'm going to rip you in half. Yeah, I'm going to rip you in half now. And then he picks up Deadpool and he and rips, rips him in, in half. half. <laughs> yep. 
Um, and, so, yeah, children loved it. I'm like, yeah. so, be watching well, here we go. Whatever. A PG 13 version parent. of the movie is coming out this Christmas. Too many parents are like that, though. It's yeah. called Once Upon a I Deadpool. Like range uh-huh. children. And what they did what was they they're tastier. You guys yeah. know Princess Bride. The the framing device of Princess Bride is um, Columbo yeah. talking to Fred Savage. Yep. And reading his reading yes. his book, same thing. Deadpool is going to be reading the Deadpool two story to an adult Fred Savage. That's nice. awesome. What? So that so <laughs> that's oh my so, god, that's great. So they got together for one day, filmed all this stuff in one day, and then they had to edit out all the stuff to make it PG thirteen. So even though they added footage with Fred Savage, this version is three minutes shorter. Because <laughs> <laughs> all the stuff they had to cut out. So and just think what you can shove into three minutes. Exactly. So think about this. Think, uh, consider this now that Disney owns Fox. They own Deadpool. Yeah. Is this a dry run for how they will, will approach Deadpool movies from now on? Are they now? Is this a PG thirteen Deadpool? Is this what's happening? They, go, I hope guys. not. I hope not. No, yeah, because that would just kill the franchise totally. But it's Disney. Disney owns it now. They're not going to want to put out a Marvel related R rated movie with a cursing Deadpool. I mean, my, my I God, mean, it's so R rated. Marvel. Yeah, the tiny penis at one point. Marvel. Just, remember the baby penis? Mar- yeah. Marvel just re released their uh, Marvel Knights franchise, which is like the, the the comic book. Yeah, I'm talking about the the movies owned by Disney. They they, they can just keep the Fox moniker and put all their R-rated stuff on Fox. Can they? Can they? They can. We're gonna find out. We're gonna find out. I hope they do. Meanwhile, speaking of um, uh, Marvel stuff not owned by Disney, mm-hmm. Venom. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous movie. We're not really fans of it. You don't even know what it is, Didi, do you? It's a new Tom Hardy movie. It's okay. Where he's infected by an it's alien. snake fangs, I know. Yeah. Yes, he's got big old yeah. fangs. Wait, so, oh, so Tom know. Hardy, it's once again, doesn't have a face. You're an anti-venom. Yeah. Anti-venom, no, it's a real venom. I guess there's okay. an anti-venom. You know what? They don't have anti-venom. They don't have anti-venom in China. Usually they, movie, have, usually they have them in hospitals. Yeah, you get in hospitals. Making shit tons of money. Venom in China is the second highest grossing comic book movie of all time in China, opening weekend. It made over $100 million in China alone this wow. weekend. Uh, this Tom Hardy movie is now closing. Drew, Drew is so upset because he does not like this movie at all. But that, this just means we're getting Venom 2, Drew. Are you ready oh, for Venom 2? Electric that's, Boogaloo. That's, <laughs> maybe. That's why I'm... Venom 2 Electric face Boogaloo planting. is coming. Drew literally mm. face paints. That's what that thud was. Oh. Mm-hmm. So it's a huge hit. Yeah. I think you're going to morph into something. <laughs> yeah, he is about to morph. Look at him. He's changing. He's molting. He's, Drew, it's happening, Drew. You're dying. Fingers are tapping. My head might explode. All right, here we go. Let's, uh, we're going to wrap this show up now. We used to do um, trivia. Right, we used to do we used to trivia, uh, but we got rid of the trivia segment because Drew just proved too dominant. Yeah, as proven by his uh, mm. back-to-back victories against Curtis Earth and Simon Time. It's because uh, I'm here. Uh, uh, no, I I think part I of the reason too we, we we didn't want Drew to run into the buzzsaw known as Didi Von's abortion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would have been bad. That would we need it would have damaged my ego. <laughs> so we're, we're we're we've been changing things up here lately, and we're doing some. We've also been doing improv games lately, but we're not even going to do that. We're not even doing an improv game right now. We're doing something different. This is for, we're going to close out the show as an homage to the number one ASMR program, Dinner and Good Conversation. <laughs> Guys, we're, we got a new segment here. <laughs> you did it just at the same time I did. Yes, at the same time. We got, <laughs> we got a new segment. Click your nail. Called Snacks Around the World International Edition. That's oh, right. It's Snacks Around this. the World, colon, International edition. The international colon edition. So we're going to try some snacks from around the world, guys. We are visiting the world. Oh my God, I'm hungry. Via snacks. So here we go. I hope you are ready for this nonsense. I think we're visiting Japan. First, let's go to Japan. It's going to be really weird, right? All these things are very weird. Yes, we are. Oh, these are. 
This is Annie yes, Chun's I can't wait to see you try this. roasted seaweed snacks. Okay. These are seaweed, seaweed chips, guys. So let's try some so seaweed chips. They're chicken nuggets. There we go. I'm going to open this up now. The rest of this podcast can be a lot of annoying noises for people at home. Little, I bet they're going to be a little chewy. Oh, look at these. Oh, it looks, just, it look looks like a nori wrap. Yeah. All right. And you seriously yeah. just want me to chew on a nori no, no, wrap? Everyone grab, everyone grab one. Pass it around. Grab. It's a nori wrap. Yeah. It goes yeah. on the outside of your sushi. Yeah. It's all it is. Yeah. 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 Oh, wait. Yeah. We need one for Etchy. I had one for Steve. Yes, Steve. It's just seaweed, man. You gotta fold it in it half. It tastes fine. Like an anori taco. I mean, what does seaweed taste like? So we're about to seaweed. Out. Here we go. Tastes like kind of salty green stuff. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. It smells like coffee. It's just salty. No. I've had cold seaweed salad before. It oh. tastes better. I <laughs> not like it. No. Oh! <laughs> oh! Eat it! Eat it! Nope. Eat the, it! He had the smallest bite, too. Oh my goodness. Don't Eat it! it down. You, had a, you have a beverage? Take a sip of your beverage, buddy. I mean, the first taste is a little bitter it's and little seaweedy, intense. but once you it's get seaweed. it down, it's like... You're a liar. Nice. It tastes like <laughs> it, it tastes like uh, when you walk into like bento sushi, that smell in the yeah. air. Well, it no, tastes exactly. like that it, smell. All that air. is, that, that's literally, a, that's what goes on the outside of your sushi. All right, let's go around the table. Uh, snack, yes or no, Drew? Yeah. No, Steve's obviously a no. I'd, I'd rather have an answer. This. I'd rather have. <laughs> don't, please don't vomit in my studio. <laughs> I would rather have a cold seaweed salad than those chips. Okay, all right, no. Didi. Yes or I no? I wish they had it in like chicharron format, like crispier. thicker and crispier, crispier and crunchier. They do have a <clears throat> spicier version. Yeah, like Scott, that. Please do not vomit in my studio, Steve. <laughs> that with some of the like a spicy sauce mm-hmm. on it would be nice. Um, the spicier one. I did because grab, you wouldn't yeah. taste anything else. I did grab the sesame but one and not the wasabi one. Yeah, that would be nice. I should have grabbed the wasabi one. Right. I know, I'm not criticizing no, okay, but, your No, but I'm saying, though, though yes or no, then. You're saying a no on this yeah, one, I'm maybe. just modifying it. You're in the middle yeah. there. I think it's okay. I think it's fine. Yeah. I could... I could it's doable. If it was an option, I could snack yeah. on it. I could snack. Okay, we're gonna leave Japan. Steve, are you okay? Yeah, yeah. This guy is his eyes. Screw are Japan. <laughs> we're gonna go now too. We're we're traveling. And you know, in February, I'm we're going to China. East, we're traveling really? eastward. Yeah, you're gonna oh, die. Gonna now I'm sure. We're now, we're <laughs> yeah. now traveling eastward towards Israel. Ozem Bisley Ozem brand Bisley pizza flavor. Okay. Yeah. They're called Bisley. I do like this pizza. Is, this is from Israel, imported by uh, is Ozem USA, New York. And uh, there's very there's no description of what they are. Com- oh, it sure looks, it looks like, like a crispy combo. waffle. They look like crispy like waffle. There's are, most likely no pepperoni. They are flavored yeah. wheat snacks. <laughs> no pepperoni. They're not pepperoni. They are, Sorry. They are flavored wheat there snacks. There will be no pepperoni today. <laughs> <laughs> they look like dog treats. All right, so here we go, guys. Grab a couple. No pepperoni. Grab a couple of these Bizzell pizza-flavored wheat snacks. They're like a weird cereal. Look at that. They like, look like cereal, right? <laughs> They're in quadrants. There we yeah. Go. Wait a minute. <laughs> Pat, give Didi the bag. See, give Didi the bag. It's just crunchy. Aw, he likes them. <laughs> Don't take them all. He took a whole handful. This guy. All right, we got a we got Steve a pro snack them. from Steve. <laughs> These are good. You want to try? Pizza. Tastes like pizza. I'm going to Israel. I'm tasting oregano. I'm tasting a little bit of like a tomato, maybe sort of. Um, yeah. There is a bit of tomato. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just crunchy. Okay. This is, is not hard to snack on. It is not. I agree. Drew's going back for seconds. I can oh, eat the whole oh, bag. No, just checking the yeah. bag. Drew's just checking the bag. I like them. You like them? Yeah, I'm you a fan. Yes? I love them. Steve just ate a whole handful. He's into it. Drew, Very yes American. No? That's what it is. <laughs> I I know why you like. Yeah. It. I know. I know exactly why too. Because I looked at the ingredients. It's as well. got MSG. What? Yeah. In it. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I'm a big fan. Mm. Read the ingredients. What is it listed as though? It's very funny how they list the MSG. 
Yeah, it's um. What's it, what they call it? Monosodium glutamate. No, before that's in parentheses. Flavor enhancer. It's called flavor enhancer. <laughs> parentheses. Uh-huh. Monosodium glutamate. Huh. Now pass those back. The whole thing about MSG. The whole thing about MSG causing cancer is BS. Yeah, that, that was one uh, guy wrote that in the eighties, and everyone ran with it. No, it it's, it's nonsense. It was, is that it, like no, autism? No, and it, the, it's another yeah. one of those things. Yes, it's nonsense. It, it's, Good. It, it, it was basically trying to put down the new people in America. <laughs> Chinese, the Chinese were very large, and everyone was getting into Chinese food. It was becoming very popular. Yeah. In order to combat that, they said MSG was bad to try to push down the yellow people. Now, when you get stuff from a so different it's country like a this, racist agenda. Yes, exactly. When you get yeah. something, yeah. when much. you get something from a different country, like, like how did you acquire it? Publix. Oh, okay. I was going to make this whole thing about uh, my international foreign connections, et cetera, et cetera. But no, there is an international foods aisle at Publix. My bad. The one by us is quite thorough. Yeah. Like there's a kosher section. Uh, for example, in the Spanish section. We are now going to South America. Hey, 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 hey. And this one, guys, for our final snack. This snack makes me want to visit Israel. Those are good, right? Yeah. Right. Coconut pineapple snacks. Poquetitos de coco y piña by Dulzano Boricana. These are Puerto Rican snacks. Uh, they're all individually wrapped too. Here you, you can go. say it like that because you're Puerto Rican. Because I'm Puerto Rican. Dos unia Puerto Riqueña. Bocaditos de coco. Why do we have to end at a chewy? We should have. Because these are going to get stuck in your teeth. That's why. Okay, so we can Here finish we with some pizza. So these guys are um, with coconut chips. Con jojelos de coco. They are uh, pretty much little macaroons. They're coconut macaroons with coconut, with pineapple in them. Mm, the scent is delicious. So there you go. They're pretty much piña colada macaroons. Here They're we very, go. Very concentrated. I do hate pineapple, but... do you? Really, I'm not a big pineapple fan myself, but I love uh, piña colada. This is 75% coconut. That's all it is, is coconut. It's just coconut. It's There's okay. some mm, pineapple yeah. element. Maybe like 90% coconut, yeah. 10% pineapple. Yeah. I'm fine with that. That's that fine. Is, by the way, that is not a macaroon. But, no, by any way, shape, or form. But it's not, but it's, but it is what it says here, though. Mm. It says coco macaron. But I would right. just like to point out that I ate the whole thing. It's not a macaroon. Mm. You did eat it, yeah. Because that's not easy to eat if you're averted to a lot. The Israeli pizza is way better, that? though. All right. So we yeah. go. Where are we sitting on the coconut pineapple one, Drew? Yes or no? It's fine. It's a fine. Steve. Pretty good. Pretty good. Didi. Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind it either. All right, there we were snacked around. We had seaweed snacks. We had Israeli pizza what? wheat flavored things. <laughs> and coconut pineapple. I'm just going to hold on to this. Got to finish like on the bites? Israeli yeah. snacks. It's basically just like coconut pineapple bite. Pretty much. Mm. Well, like you said, mostly coconut. There's another one they had. It was coconut and guava. That probably wouldn't have been, it probably would have held together a little better. Probably held together better. Puerto Ricans love their damn guava, man. It's crazy. I find it okay. That's fine. I still don't know how I feel about guava. Mm. My mouth is strange. Did I get cold in my mouth? Now I feel like I'm in. <laughs> like I said, it's like you're eating. It's, it's like you're eating the worst part of the sushi wrap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it really for me. Like, like, like the the filling and the rice is the best part. You got the shitty outside, and that's it. It's very concentrated. That was yeah. very, that's yeah. a, it's a strange bite. It's a strange bite. Like I said, thing. imagine that cold and a little bit more diluted, and that's like a cold seaweed salad that you could get at any sushi joint. It was a cold seaweed salad. No, all I know is I was terrified of the seaweed. Oh yeah, you it's, should be. Of all the things we eat, it's like the most natural, I think, like basic yeah. thing. It's probably the fewest ingredients. Natural's yeah. overrated. The food. I, I agree. Yeah, I probably, like processed. It's probably the healthiest. <laughs> yeah, you do have processed, don't you? All right, there we go. We yeah, s- not a lot of ingredients. 
We snacked around the world. Congratulations. This happens not actually plugged in, so I wonder if people heard that. Um, <laughs> we did it, guys. We did it. Podcasting gold. Right there. Yep. Pure gold. Drew. I'm eating the rest of these. Please, uh-huh. please feel free, Steve. Uh-huh. Thank you, Drew. Welcome. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No, so much fun. Thank you for joining yeah. us. We really appreciate it. We're going to have to do it again for sure. Peter, Next time, what we'll do is have you and Pete on at the same time. Say, Peter, yeah, Peter yeah. say hi from back there. Say hi, Pete. Say it out loud. Uh, yeah. Yay! Pete, we love you, Pete. You're the best. Uh, Didi, that was awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. We'll do it again. Thank you, everyone, for downloading and listening. Uh, we appreciate it so much. You guys are awesome. And we'll be back next week with episode 306 with a fan favorite, Amy Drew Thompson. Oh, Hell yes. yeah. Yes, ADT herself will be here. So we're going to have a lot of fun. It's going to be great. I will be there for that. Let's see. We'll for sure be here. Oh, you have to be here because we have work to do. So. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the schedule. Um, thank you, everyone. <laughs> we appreciate it. Subscribe to our Patreon. Peace. A PFT Media Production.